0: All right, here we go. Today is Monday, November 13th and Moody's downgrades you the US credit rating. Look at this! Only three months after Fitch already downgraded the US. So how will this affect stocks and uh, how does this affect our positions? (laughs) So welcome on this beautiful Monday morning to Coffee with Marcus & Mark. And in this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Heidkotter. This super smart guy over there is my head coach Mark Hodge and we're real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And Mark, I don't even know, where do we start? Let's actually start with last week and then we go over to the news that happened over the weekend. So, last week, interesting week.
1: It was, Marcus. We know that it was all about the Fed and what the Fed was going to do or uh, the decision they were going to make, the wording they were going to use. And,
0: uh, dude, you're drift- behind. Sorry, I wait, am. Wait,
1: wait. <laughs> the family. Really I looked at a chart and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Um, <laughs> I, sh- hey, guess what? It's Monday, Marcus. I it's had a wonderful Monday. I hope you had a wonderful weekend, but I am a week <laughs> behind, and I don't know how that note popped up because that made no sense. So yeah. I'll let you take it from here, and I'll catch up, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, no. Basically,
0: so what happened last week is that we had a super quiet week until Thursday. And we talked about if you switch over to a five-minute chart of the S&P 500 uh, for the last week, we saw that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they were pretty uneventful. So this is where, uh, right, so on Thursday, so this was Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, so not a whole lot going on. And then on Thursday, Powell was speaking at the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. And he said a few things and said, "Well, I don't think that we are done yet." And Marcus said, "Oh, markets, not Marcus." Market said, "Oh, dear Lord!" But then on Friday, a massive rally out of the blue. I mean, the S and P up one and a half percent, the Nasdaq up two percent on Friday, just because it was Friday. And uh, this is where it was surprising and indices. Finished up the week, uh, again, positive. This was the second week in the row that Indy finished up positively.
1: Yeah, Marcus, you did a much better job than I did on, on that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> back-to-back winning weeks. I would like to say that um, I, I would, well, I'd love to say that I'm not in charge of my notes, but I absolutely am, and I don't know what happened there. Um, anyway, so yes, Marcus, a strong finish to what would be a quiet week the fed meeting was two weeks ago um but then the that you know comments from Powell and and we were wondering if it was gonna even matter i mean what's Powell gonna say a week after a big one um but hey nonetheless the markets were able to finish higher for the second week in a row and yeah. then some potentially negative news came our way
0: yeah because i mean looking at the week ahead here There's not too much going on just yet on a Monday. So everybody is waiting on the CPI data, the consumer price index being released tomorrow and the PPI, uh, the producer price index uh, being released on Wednesday. These are two important inflation reports here. And everybody wants to know what's happening. Uh, It is expected as you can see that everything here stays the same in terms of the core CPI which excludes the volatile food and energy. And since energy prices has come down, the CPI overall is expected to come down uh, and uh, come in at 3.3%. That could move the markets tomorrow. And since there was nothing going on today,
1: the news
0: over the weekend, Moody's cuts the US outlook to negative. So what's happening here?
1: You know, Marcus, it seems like this is you know a little bit of of catch up, um, you know. Fitch lowered the U.S. long-term foreign currency default rating to A plus plus from uh, AAA uh, earlier, and they did state they they re they reaffirmed the USA rating at AAA. That's Moody's, um, but uh, saying that uh, they lowered its rating outlook uh, because of debt, essentially, and then what's going on with uh, the government.
0: Yeah. And and, I mean, I must say this was probably one of the most confusing headlines ever because, I mean, the the overall, I'm, I'm just having it here from CNBC. But overall, the headlines this morning was Moody's downgrades the US. And this is where, okay, huge difference. So, Fitch downgraded the US credit rating from yeah. AAA to AAA Plus. Or AA Plus. Moody's That's- kept it the same. They just lowered its ratings outlook. So, it's just all about the wording. And this is where you see this morning markets were thoroughly confused by it. Okay, wait a minute. So, did Moody's downgrade the US or did they not do it because they affirmed uh, that they Keep the U.S. Uh, the credit ratings here uh, at a triple A while Fitch, three months ago, has lowered it by one notch from triple A to AA plus. As you can see, super confusing, isn't it?
1: It is, and you know technically that triple A rating is what matters, and and so I, I think it was uh, you know just a little bit of a uh, a, a statement before. Uh, what's going to happen here because the the government is funded through November 17th so now Washington needs to uh put together another bill and agree on that and uh it, it was a little uh confusing to some
0: yeah and this is what we see in the markets this morning i mean the the way how the markets reacted to this here was at first like oh dear lord uh this is bad news and at first markets opened lower moved lower as we see here in the five-minute chart of the S&P 500, but now clawing their way back. And honestly, I do not know if this is really attributed to the news or if there's some profit-taking after this monster rally on Friday. Again, 1.5% in the S&P 500, more than 2% in the Nasdaq. Maybe it was just some profit- taking, maybe it was this confusing statement. Anyhow, right now, the indices are still negative for the day, but definitely pulling up from the worst levels that we have seen earlier this morning.
1: Yeah, Dow's almost positive. The S&P down just 0.2% and the NASDAQ down a quarter of a percent, which isn't much at all.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about this week and what to expect this week. We also do have on the earnings calendar, um, we have a few retailers reporting. It's a big week for retailers. So we have Home Depot on Tuesday. Then we have Target on Wednesday. Uh, We have uh, Thursday, we have Walmart. So it is a week for retailers. And uh, I mean, that's kind of important because uh, everybody wants to hear what do retailers think going into the holiday season? Are consumers still spending or is the economy slowing down as the Fed is hoping it would? Or do they say, oh, no, consumers are still spending like crazy? It is a busy week for
1: retail because you have these retailers reporting. But then on Wednesday, you also have retail sales data coming out. And I I think another thing that investors want to know is, you know, uh, one thing that that is going to be on the table anyway, is whether or not there was a major impact with student loan repayments going back into effect because they were on pause. with uh, covid and the pandemic there Um, and so investors are wondering just how that you know discretionary spending that extra money uh that you had available is uh not you know how that affects retailers when it's not being spent yeah
0: so again this will be interesting to see and uh yeah waiting for this and this where today and after this confusing news it seems that the markets want to drift higher at least trying to fill the gap and go towards Friday's closing price. And I believe that they will get there. Overall, if you look at the markets on a daily chart, I mean, we just do have this important level right at 4,400 where we have some resistance. And we'll see if we can break through this today or if we need some impulses from the CPI data tomorrow morning being released before we can break through this level. We shall see. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about our existing positions and what is happening here. And uh, the first one coming up here is CSIQ. And uh, CSIQ is reporting earnings tomorrow. Right now, up ahead of earnings while the markets are still down. Uh, CSIQ is up 0.85%. So what do we expect from earnings tomorrow?
1: You know, CSIQ, It can. it's going to be interesting because if we look at past earnings, CSIQ tends to do better. Uh, they tend to beat on earnings, be up with an earnings reaction, and then also on the seventh day, uh, be higher as well. So overall, CSIQ over the last 12 quarters has had a pretty nice track record. Now, yeah. recently- go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, recently, we've kind of had this snowball of concern in the solar sector uh, two quarters ago. And then this, you know, earning season for some of the other companies that have already reported. So it will be interesting to see if those worries are already priced into CSIQ at this point.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... SEDG has issued a warning before they reported earnings and uh, CSIQ has not done it this time. So this is where we'll see. Usually, uh, out of the last 12 quarters, nine times after seven days, CSIQ was up on average, as we can see, 10%. So that would be nice. Let's see what yeah. happens tomorrow.
1: I, I almost... My, my prediction is that we it would, it's going to be not a lot of movement either way. Um the reason why is I think a lot of the concern is already priced into the market. However, I thought that this earnings season it would be a little bit of a uh, a pause um and that was not the case recently with some of the other companies. So we'll have to see.
0: Yeah. So we shall see and uh, this is where we will keep you posted tomorrow. Now IWM super 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 interesting. So IWM I sold the 169 put expiring last Friday and IWM closed at 16911. However, I did get assigned. Mark, how can this be if I sold the 16911 put and it closed at 16911? How can I get assigned? What the heck?
1: So this doesn't happen too often, Marcus, and maybe uh, this is the the first out of you know 20 assignments or first out of 30 assignments where uh this has happened um so it's infrequent however technically speaking those options you know markets might close at 4 p.m eastern time on friday but then you have 90 minutes after the close to notify your broker uh, if you want to exercise those options or not That might vary from broker to broker, but technically speaking, after that 90 minute mark, it's done if your broker hasn't been notified. And in this case, there was a little bit of an after hours move.
0: So interestingly enough, so I sold the put. So whoever bought the book, uh, bought the put elected that he wants to sell me those shares. And uh, again, I'm absolutely fine with it. We talked about it on Friday. I want to get assigned. And so I am assigned here this morning. Right now, uh, IWM is trading higher, uh, trading towards session highs. And that's where I'm looking to sell calls against my existing positions. And I'm looking at the calculator and it actually, uh, let me just uh, zoom in a bit and scroll here. It does look pretty good because right now, uh, if I would sell um, calls against my existing position, I could get a dollar fifty-two, dollar fifty-three for it. Now this means eighteen hundred dollars or sixty-five percent annualized. Like it I told you this morning when we were with our masterminds, I think today the pressure will be to the upside. Uh, so I have an order in to sell it at two dollars, and uh, I'll, I'll double check here as soon as we're wrapping it up. Maybe I'll be happy with a dollar fifty, a dollar sixty because sixty-five percent. I can't complain. I'll take that premium. So this is exactly what the wheel is all about, right, Mark? I mean, we're selling puts, we're getting assigned. And after getting assigned, we are selling calls. There we go.
1: That's what it's all about. That's some nice premium there, Marcus. Uh, Good for you for holding out.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. Okay, moving on here, NEE. NEE uh, moving a little bit lower uh, right now. Uh, Off session lows, uh, still down 1.38%. So we we looked at a a trend line here. So we have this here. It seems that the trend line is broken, but we got to wait where we close because most traders look at the closing price here. Um, I'm a bit surprised that NEE is moving lower here this morning, but I think it's uh, the overall weakness in the markets that we have seen here.
1: Yeah, and we know that sometimes those trend lines, we could, you know, it's not going to be perfect. Just like support's not going to be perfect, but I I thought NEE was going to hold up a little bit better today.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what happens there, and we'll definitely keep you posted tomorrow. PNC, on the other hand, oh, PNC now also down. It was uh, up a little bit earlier, so now down. And uh, we know that we are still trying to identify the range here. PNC is trying to find the range. Whether it wants to stay here between 117 and uh, I want to say 129, or if it wants to fall back down towards 109. And uh, based on this, if we break above here, we're selling calls. If it breaks below there, uh, then we're interested in flying a rescue mission right now, just in nowhere land, nothing to do for us right here. Correct?
1: Hanging in there and trading right at its 50-day moving
0: average. Yeah. UPS, our little buddy. I mean, UPS had a really bad day on Friday. I don't even know why. I mean, it was kind of out of the blue. Oh, it was the dividend day. Let's talk about ex-dividend here.
1: Yeah, so on Friday, UPS went ex-dividend, which means at the open, shareholders who own UPS are entitled to a dividend. The dividend payment in this case is a buck sixty-two. And it is payable on Thursday, November thirtieth. So at the end of the month, we will receive that buck sixty-two a share. Nice little dividend payment, and that really uh, was attributed to most of the drop on Friday. Uh, it was a buck eighty-four that UPS was down.
0: Yeah. So today, down with the overall market half percent. That's what we see in the overall market. The S and P right now down. the Nasdaq down 0.25%. So that's what's going on there. Now, XOM, just wanted to bring it up in case you missed it on Friday, because on Friday, you decided to close the put that you sold at the 102 level.
1: I did because it looked like it was going to expire worthless and I could close it for a couple of pennies. And what I was looking to do at the time was to close it and potentially sell puts. On IWM.
0: And uh, that's also what we were looking at this morning because on Friday you didn't get filled. So you were hoping this morning to get another fill on IWM.
1: Yes. So the 165 puts were still available, and that was a range that I liked a little bit better uh, 162, 165. Those were available, and I put in an order for 75 cents, but I was not build.
0: What was the high of the day?
1: That's what I was just checking and 74 cents
0: 74 cents okay and you wouldn't have been happy with 74 cents it had to be 75
1: you know I would have been happy with 74 Marcus but I'm also okay keeping a position open So I kind of said, okay, okay, true, true. B F A T. Don't
0: be a dick for a tick, or we should just say a dummy. So to keep it clean here (laughs) on YouTube. So either way, dick for a tick, dummy for a tick. So anyhow, no, but I mean, I. So you spoil. I mean, we were making fun because uh, we. We like to do this, uh, but I mean, you followed your plan, right? You said yeah. Yeah, your plan, 75 cents, it's the line in the sand. And sometimes this is how the markets are, right? In hindsight, we are all the greatest traders, but in the moment, and uh, if we actually look at a five minute chart of IWM, it really looked like you were able to get it because uh, you, you were looking at it when we made the first push lower, then we pushed higher. Hey
1: Marcus, you're not
0: sharing your oh, okay. Yeah, so we made the first push lower, then we pushed higher. We made another push lower, and this is where it was probably trading at 73, 74 cents. And really at this point, it looked like it would move lower. And right then it decided to just take off. For now, the day is not over. Do you still have your 75 cents order in? I do. All right. So If you would like to know how this ends, where the gets filled here and whether I'm selling my calls on IWM today or not, and what's happening tomorrow with the CPI data, then make sure that you tune in tomorrow. If you find this helpful, do us a favor, give us a like. We really appreciate your likes here because we're doing this show for you here. And uh, if you feel that anybody can benefit from this show, feel free to share it. We really appreciate this. And uh, then we will see you again tomorrow.
1: Happy trading, everybody.